It's the NFL Pod, views from Section 400. It's your host, Matt, obviously my host, Jack, and my host, Brian, here on the pod. NFL uh, rolling into the midseason now. Uh, but yeah, like we do every week, comes out Sunday morning, we drop our picks, talk to Slate, uh, and, and really just kind of shoot the shit and, and go over everything pertaining to the NFL week. Uh, I think it's a little bit of a better week this week for the NFL slate. No promises as we jump into it here. But uh, we do jump across the pond. We do take a quick swim back over to Germany. Uh, the Dolphins and the Chiefs returned home. And uh, the ugly one, you know, I think we got blessed. We got blessed last week. And it wasn't even a particularly great game between the Chiefs and the Dolphins. But we did get blessed, I guess, because of two winning teams. But we jump into the Patriots and the Colts. Uh, that's about as disgusting as uh, the shit I took this morning. Um, but I guess we can kind of jump right into it. Uh, Brian, what takeaway do you have here <laughs> on the 2-7 and seven Patriots and the 4-5 and five Indianapolis Colts? I mean, you started us off by saying the slate's a little better. And then I was looking right at this game and trying not to laugh. But, yeah, it's uh, it's ugly. That's that's certain. There is a little read on this game. The Patriots are 3-0 and all time when not playing in the United States of America. Uh, I haven't played there since 2017 when they won in Mexico City. But, you know, that's, uh, that's about as much as I have for this game. Josh Downs not playing for the Colts. I guess that hurts them. Um. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna take the Patriots just because they're three and zero when not playing in America, and I'm probably gonna hate it. I'm gonna sleep through this game, gladly sleep through this game. Jack, you have anything that would make me want to watch this game? Oh, buddy, I wish I did. I mean, we got our boy Garner Minshew out there. Love him. He's always electric. But, no, I, I have the Patriots in this one, actually. Uh, same with you. I like that 3-0 and international record. It really goes to show how much coaching goes into play out there. Um, I will say that all three of those are in the Brady era, so take that with a grain of salt. But to join you, I will be – probably sleeping through this game i hope to be sleeping through this game if i if i can uh definitely won't be watching it last weekend watching the chiefs and the dolphins uh, it wasn't ended up not being a great game but i was super excited for it this one not so much yeah dude uh i you know i don't want to make this the uh views from section 400 squad ride play so i'll stay away (laughs) from the pats here uh you know i know i also took them a bunch this year and it didn't work out. Um, but a line that I'm looking at that could be kind of interesting is uh, Ezekiel, Ezekiel Elliott over 31 and a half rushing yards. Uh, he's kind of been getting more involved in that offense. Um, I think, you know, Mac Jones struggles to throw the ball downfield and, you know, throw the ball in general. I know he's kind of <laughs> the backup. I- I'm going to roll the dice. I think this whole slate, I'm going to take a lot of player props just because I haven't done it really yet this, uh, you know, NFL season. And, uh, you know, let's switch it up a little bit. So I'll take a weird one. Uh, I like Ezekiel Elliott to, to, to go over that 31 and a half. Uh, I could see him finishing the day with 50, 50 rushing yards. Just seems like one of those weird games where, uh, you know, maybe Zeke kind of has a little bit of a breakout game for the Patriots. So uh, that's the route I'm going with there. 
Before you move on, um, shout out Patrick Mahomes for being an asshole last week. He was on pace to cash the Views from Texan 400 parlay. And this man threw for like 30 yards in the second half. We needed his over 284 yards. He was not for the boys last week. So just just a quick shout out to that man. Or I guess shout yeah, down. As, as, as you said there, uh, something to look out for on all our socials. We're always dropping some parlays. And you know what we were, we were, uh, you know, 30, 40, whatever yards off, uh, you know, cashing a pretty sizable, uh, views from section 400 parlay. So, you know, follow the Twitter, follow the Instagram. We're throwing out free parlays for some more of that. That's some good stuff right there, but rolling into a way better game, uh, Niners against the Jags two winning teams, you know, obviously the Niners over in the NFC Jags in the AFC. Uh, if you've been following along, Jack's Jaguars have been flying up his power rankings. Don't think there's any bias there. Um, believe they're sniffing the top three of the NFL power rankings. So definitely check that out on our website. Uh, I know Jack updates that weekly. So, uh, you know, see where he's thinking on some of the other teams and see how crazy uh, his bias gets further ado. I'll kind of just let Jack uh, roll with this one and then we'll bump over to Brian. But I mean, Jack, pretty big test here this weekend for, uh, for your boys, uh, you know, down in Jacksonville. Well, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, 49ers, Jags, both teams coming off of a bye. Uh, Jags, hottest team in the NFL going into the bye, maybe. Could, could argue that. Uh, you also got the 49ers, arguably the the coldest team in the NFL, three-game losing streak going into the bye after looking like the best team in the NFL. A lot of weird momentum going into this game. Both teams take their bye. I'm uh, going to have to see, you know, really what I think about this game once it gets closer to the wire. I know there's injuries on both sides, Jags of offensive line and defense. Uh, I know the 49ers are super banged up team. So when it comes down to it right now, I'm going Jags plus three is my official play for everybody, but you know me, I'm on the money line, hammering it all day. Uh, probably throw in some, probably throw in some Christian Kirk um, passing or receiving receiving props, but I, I don't have the line on that right now. Yeah, you're wrong. Um, I know, I know, Matt and I have been anti-Jags the last couple weeks, but. I'll tell you this. You talked a lot about the bye weeks. The Jaguars lost their bye week. The 49ers won their bye week. The 49ers came in, losers of three straight. They were banged up. The bye came at the perfect time. You talked about the Jaguars being hot. That's not when you want to go on the bye. These are two teams trending in different directions, coming off of the off week. The 49ers going into Jacksonville. This is the time Kyle Shanahan whips up some masterful game plan in that week. And they go into Jacksonville and beat the Jaguars. Let's go Niners. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I don't know if Brian actually believes in what he says against the Jaguars or if it's more out of spite because Jack likes the Jags. But definitely a developing story to stick around for um, as the season rolls on. You know, the, the Niners haven't looked great uh, the last couple of weeks. And I know the Jags have been red hot. You know how I feel about those West Coast teams flying across the country to play those one o'clock games. So I know I've been 
on the anti-Jags train. I will buy a half point and roll with the Jags plus three and a half at home. Probably going to bite me in the ass, but Duval. Yeah, man. So I'll roll with the Jags plus three and a half. I'm not completely confident in it, but yeah, yeah, the angle I'm taking is the Niners coming across, uh, you know, the entire country to play a one o'clock football game. Uh, You know, they're going to be a little rattled, a little rattled. So that's what I got for that one. Hopefully we can see, um, you know, the Jags cover that plus three and a half. I do know the Niners get Debo back this week. So something to look out for. Insanely confident about the plus three and a half. But I do, you know, love that the Niners are coming across the country. So give me the Jags plus three and a half. I know I said the slate was a little better, but it's not looking good for me right now. Uh, (laughs) Saints taking on the Vikings. The Vikings, you know, have the loaded star roster, uh, end up losing Kirk Cousins. Now they got Josh Dobbs running around back there. Picked them up in fantasy starting him this week because Mahomes is on the bye. So we got Dobbs back there running around. I know there's an injury designation for Hawkinson. Looks like he's trending towards playing that uh, this week. Um, and yeah, really just a little bit of a shit show, but for two teams who are five and four. So, uh, Brian, what, what do you have here, man? Because two winning football teams, but if you look at this game on paper, you're like, this game sucks. Yeah, it's not great. Um, after my ears bled hearing you guys say Duval, my eyes are, eyes are bleeding looking at this game. Um, but yeah, no, the Vikings maybe a lucky win last week against the Falcons. Maybe Josh Dobbs is just that guy. Uh, and then the Saints got the Bears and should have beat them by 40, and it was kind of close. Um, so I don't really believe in either of these teams despite the winning records. I will say at home, the Vikings, for some reason, I believe in Josh Dobbs. I think he has one or two more weeks left in him before he turns to shit again. Uh, so I'm going to take the Vikings plus three here and probably hate it partly because the Vikings, this doesn't make any sense for this year, but they're 24 and three all time against the saints or 24 and 13, excuse me. Um, which is still a very good record. So let's see if history holds up over to you, Jack. What do you got, man? No, I, uh, you know, I, I'm a, I'm a Saints guy. I, I think that they're a little bit better than they've been playing, that they play sometimes. Uh, you know, this is coming from a guy who, when the Saints played the Jags a few weeks ago, Derek Carr did nothing but check it down to Alvin Kamara. And I'm talking maybe 20 receptions or something stupid that he had. Uh, so, you know, I, I think that the rate, uh, the Saints can open – if they open up the playbook a little bit, spread the ball around, I think that they're a pretty dang good football team. Their defense is pretty dang good. So I like them to win this on the road. I always I always find it tough betting, betting uh, you know, spreads on the road, but um, I'll, I'll stick with the money line on this one. That will be my play, thrown in a parlay or two. Um, I love Alvin Kamara receiving yards. Um, I'm going to take his over. And just not even not even look again. Um, yeah, this is a game where he could have uh, have a hundred yards receiving uh, very easily. Yeah, well, either way, uh, whatever it is, take his over. Um, you know, I, 
I see him, this being like, you know, you see it's like, oh, Kamara had 10 catches for 70 yards or 10 catches for 75 yards. Uh, not confident in that Vikings defense whatsoever. Um, so I will take Kamara over receiving yards. Um, and then maybe a little sprinkle on his receptions. His receptions might be in the like four and a half to six and a half range. Six and a half seems kind of high for a number. Maybe it's five and a half. I'm not sure, but, uh, this is a game where I could see him, like I said, eight to 10 receptions for, uh, Kamara and going, uh, well over that, uh, receiving yards, uh, Mark. So yeah, that's the play I'm rolling with Kamara over receiving yards. Yeah. Kind of rolling on here. Sorry. Just wait till we get to the primetime games. Then you're really going to hate your life. (laughs) Yeah. Well, the one after this one isn't horrible, but we'll roll into this one. Titans against the Buccaneers, uh, AFC South versus NFC South. Prime, <laughs> what do you got here, man? Why Why should I watch this game? You should watch this game because I have a Max Whale nuke bomb missile explosion play of the year on this game. What? So, <laughs> holy <laughs> shit. Last week, CJ Stroud lit up a Buccaneers defense for a rookie record 470 passing yards. This week, that same Texans defense is probably going to miss Carlton Davis, War Eagle, possibly Jamel Dean, War Eagle, and they just suck anyway. Will Levis has shown the ability to pass the ball down the field. He's shown the ability to be accurate with the ball, and Vrabel has clearly trusted him to throw the ball his number right now is at 220.5 passing yards i am nuking that over will levis is throwing for at least 275 yards in this game i would not be surprised if he throws for 300 brian with the nuclear (laughs) whale play the slate call him brian oppenheimer because he just dropped the atomic (laughs) bomb uh yeah before I rock and roll with the pick, Jack, yeah. what do you got on this game, man? Get, uh, get me over the edge. What, besides, you know, Brian's nuke, why am I tuning in this week? You know, I, I'm i on board with Hauk here. Uh, I think that this Buccaneers passing defense is non-existent. I also think that the Tennessee passing defense is pretty non-existent as well. So not only do I like Will Levis to go over on his yards, I like the over on the game in general. I know when you kind of think about the Bucs and you think about the Tennessee Titans, they're sort of defense first teams. And that's exactly why I'm going to take the over in this one. Um, Really the only thing that worries me is Baker Mayfield and his inability to convert on drives. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm with Hauk. I'm with Hauk. I support the nuke. I'm with Hauk. Let's do it. Yeah. I'm uh, with Brian Oppenheimer. I am. Yeah. Brian Brian Opp right there uh, with the nuclear play of the weekend. I'm with you, man. I think that 38 and a half is a low number. Uh, I'll jump on the over with you. I think we see like a, I don't know, maybe 29, 27 or a 30 to 27 uh, Bucks win or Titans win. This game could go either way, but uh, I think we see a little bit of scoring in this game. Uh, you know, people people be a little surprised. Should be decent weather. I know now that I said that, it's going to be like wicked Category 4 uh, hurricanes this weekend. Anyway, uh, moving on here uh, to the next game. Uh, another one that gives it, gives it a run for Game of the Slate. The Browns taking on the red-hot Baltimore Ravens. And I mean, 
scolding hot. Anybody who has played them recently has just getting been getting dumped on. I mean, what? Uh, they took a shit on the Lions, and they took a shit on the Seahawks. Uh, at least that was most recently. The offense looks good. The defense looks even better. Ravens are looking like a Super Bowl contender. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Brian, what do you what do you got here, dude? It's, I mean, to describe the kind of run they've been on, they brought in a kid, um, a rookie. I believe his last name is Mitchell. Last week, and he ripped off like a forty yard touchdown run. Uh, Lamar Jackson was going bonkers on the sideline. That's just kind of the way they're playing right now. They can just put in anybody, and they're going to rip off a long touchdown. The defense is showing out. Speaking of defense is showing out, the Browns. The Browns have a very good one, a type of defense I don't think the Ravens have seen lately at least. Uh, way back earlier in the season, the Ravens did win this game 28-3 to in Cleveland. They're in Baltimore now. So I am going to take Baltimore. Six and a half is a big spread. So I think I'm going to go with a little Baltimore Ravens money line and then a Gus Plus touchdown. Yeah, I, I don't I don't hate that at all. But uh Jack, kinda over to you here, man. Where uh where are you where are you seeing this playing out? Yeah, no, I'm with Brian here. I just think that the Ravens are red hot right now. They debatably look like the best team in the AFC right now. So uh, I'm going to have them up there to win this game against the Browns. The Brown, Deshaun Watson and the Browns, their offense has not been looking anything special lately. Their defense is definitely special, but these two these two teams see each other twice a year, every year, um, maybe even in the playoffs, right? So uh, they're familiar with each other. These games are always wacky. I really don't want to make a play on this. It's pretty square. I mean, I, I want the Ravens in this, but I also agree that six points is a little too much. So take the Ravens money line, take the Browns on the spread. Uh, you know, it's always a dicey play like that, but take one of the other people. I, I can't really endorse one or the other. Yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely a tough one, especially because, you know, the Ravens went up to Cleveland and, you know, pretty much embarrassed the Browns to say the least. I mean, that's, that's, that's a tough way to, uh, you know, a tough game to have to digest if, if you're, you know, one of the Browns players or, or a fan, you know, on your, on your home field. So I think the Browns will come, come out a little more fired up. Uh, they kind of found their identity in their defense. Uh, you know, that's kind of who they are as a team. You know, they're, they're not looking to blow you out, but, but they're not going to let you score. Um, it's going to be tough to slow down the Ravens offense, which is just, you know, operating at such a high level right now. Uh, but again, that that's six and a half is a lot of points. The Ravens have been covering, but that's a lot of points. Uh, I, I tend to look over at the over under and I see 38 and a half. I'm going to buy it up to 41 and a half and take the under. So I'm going to go under 41 and a half. It's just three more points. It's probably still coming in right around minus 150. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to go under 41 and a half here. I think we see a defensive battle. Um, and, you know, maybe maybe a couple turnovers uh, littered in there. I don't know. You know, maybe we see Watson or uh, or Lamar throw a pick here or there. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to go under. I'm by a couple points, but I'm going to go under 41 and a half. But definitely a game I'll be tuning into because, uh, you know, I think we'll see some 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 okay offense, but just stellar defense. Um, so definitely one I'm looking out for on the slate. But uh, rolling into another interesting one here, we got 
you know, the Texans behind their Red Hot quarterback, C.J. Stroud, I think is fair to say. The Texans might not necessarily be Red Hot, but C.J. Stroud's Red Hot. Uh, but taking on, you know, the Cincinnati Bengals, who are actually Red Hot, um, and coming off a couple impressive victories, and the the Bengals have, you know, they've gotten the job done against some tough opponents, and they kind of catapulted themselves right back into that Super Bowl conversation uh, based on how they've looked, you know, dominating NFC teams and AFC teams. Um, so, yeah, kind of how we've been rolling here. Brian, what do you got, dude? Are both these teams making the playoffs? What are you looking out for this weekend? Yeah, so before I get into that question, uh, Will, can you please insert the clip from two weeks ago of me talking about the Cincinnati Bengals? I like Joe Burrow here. I think they've been slowly figuring it out in Cincinnati, and this is kind of their coming out party where they say, hey, we're still here. The Bills are struggling. We're going to take over that second best team in the AFC. I have a lot of faith in this team. I'm not going to take a minus six and a half, though. We love C.J. Stroud here. We're a big C.J. Stroud podcast. Um, I really like the over in this game. This is one of those games I'm probably going to blindly bet the over. Uh, Jack's looking at me funny. I'm, I'm sorry. I know. I know. The, the Texans might might beat your Jags. You just have to accept that. Stop that. Um, Stop that. But, yeah, I love both these teams. Both these teams could definitely get in. It's going to be tough for the Texans. Uh, AFC is loaded. This is probably a game they're going to have to win if they hope to win the division. They could still maybe sneak into a wild card spot. But, yeah, I'm I'm blindly betting the over. I think this game's going to be a lot of fun. I wish it was in the Dome in NRG Stadium, but I'll take it in Cincinnati. That's all right with me. Um, Yeah, if, if, funny thing, too, the Bengals are still in last place in the AFC North. I'm <laughs> being five and three. That division is crazy. Uh, we had a Twitter poll. A couple days ago, what's the best division in football? And I believe the AFC North won. Looks like rightfully so. Uh, so, yeah, love the Bengals, love the Texans, love the over. You know, other than that, Jack, where, where are you leaning on this game? I'm with Brian again. I, I like the over on this game. Uh, I think both of these offenses are clicking right now. I mean, C.J. Stroud just threw for five touchdowns last week. And, uh, and you know, Joe Burrow, as Brian said, the Bengals, they do start slow like they did last year. But uh, and then, you know, this year with Joe Burrow and the calf, you know, takes away time in the preseason, training camp, all that stuff. You know, it, it's it's all tough. Uh, you know, you want to be clicking when when week one rolls around. They started clicking a few weeks ago, but now here they are. Both these offenses are explosive. See, hopefully Jamar Chase is healthy, but, you know, uh, I think T Higgins is out. But we'll see Chase, we'll see Burrow, we'll see C.J. Stroud, Tank freaking Dell, beast, Nico Collins, beast. I mean, these guys, they're they're, they're professional football players, and I, I expect some fireworks. Um, you know, I'm a huge C.J. guy. And, uh, you know, I know I like you love the Jags. I know you love the Jags, but I think the Texans still got a shot in that division, especially uh, owning the tiebreaker against the Jaguars, so. It's going to be tough, um, but, yeah, man, I mean, C.J. Stroud, if you checked out the roundtable, you know, we, we kind of debated Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud. <laughs> Panthers made the wrong wrong pick, and uh, and it's it's showing early, early in their young careers uh, that that could be an all-time, all-time uh, mess up. 
you know, not to be boring and just give everybody three overplays here. I'll try and switch it up. Uh, you know, it does look like T Higgins is not gonna, it's not gonna, is not gonna play this week. So I personally love Jamar Chase's over receiving yards. Uh, I would even dabble on his over receptions as well. Um, but definitely over on the receiving yards, you know, I think they're going to go to him early and often. And uh, if the Texans can show to be somewhat competent, which they have shown to be able to, you know, score other than that flounder, uh, you know, against the Panthers, but um, which is crazy because I was just talking about how uh, Stroud's the clear and outright better and and Bryce Young, even though it was an ugly game, I think it was like 13, 12. So let's, let's, you know, uh, I don't Bryce Young didn't light the uh, world on fire, but, yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Jamar Chase over receiving yards. I think it's, uh, you know, especially with T. Higgins trending towards being out, um, they go to Chase early and often and, uh, you know, kind of rely on him to just uh, get the offense going. And uh, Burrow loves taking those deep shots, and and Chase has shown that he can go get them. So uh, give me uh, Chase's over on receiving yards. Uh, I think that's a pretty pretty good play against, you know, just I would say an average Texans defense Uh yeah. Uh, so how how do we feel about the fact that Derek Stingley is going to be going up against Jamar Chase? Not worried. Not worried. Not worried. No. no. Two old LSU guys. Yeah, I mean, I was. I mean, I I kind of had that in in the back of my mind. I was like, well, they do have Derek Stingley, but I mean, he's just been okay. I you know he's hasn't lit the world on fire and I don't know his like overall stats on, you know, pro football focus or PFT, whoever the hell is grading these guys. <laughs> I don't know. The barstool guy. <laughs> yeah. I don't fucking know who the hell it's been, but I'm not concerned about Derek Stingley jr. Locking up Jamar chase. Um, you know, kind of moving on Packers against the Steelers a uh, little bit of, I guess a dog shit game, even though the Steelers have a winning record. But I think kind of like you were saying, Jack, and I'll jump over to you in a sec here. The Steelers are bad. They're not a good football team, but they have a winning record. And, you know, based on what a lot of people are saying, they're playing in the in the best division in football. So, um, yeah, I'll kind of let you tail off on that and uh, and roll into it. But, uh, yeah, Jack, what 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 do you what are you leaning here? That's definitely the best division in football, uh, but, you know, they are in that division, so they have some familiarity. They have the weird divisional rivalries with the Browns, Ravens, um, and the Bengals, you know, to three other really good AFC teams. So but that's going to – that division always shakes out however it shakes out, but they have been winning some games. I mean, they, they're five and 5-3 right now. Uh, they just keep finding ways to win. Eventually, that luck does run out. I really don't think that they're a good football team. Kenny Pickett is not a franchise quarterback. Uh, something's going on with the front office and, you know, George Pickens, obviously, and they they can't get that under control. And this isn't the first time it's happened. I really like Coach T. Big, I've always been a big fan. Um, but, no, I'm on the Packers. Give me the Packers money line. Don't hate it, but uh, I'll let Brian kind of take it away. What do you got, Brian? Yeah, this is one of those games where people are going to hate the Steelers and the Steelers are going to find a way to win by two. And Kenny Pickett's going to have like 100 passing yards after three quarters and then throw two touchdowns in the fourth quarter. I know George Pickens has that whole thing going on. 
But if Mike Tomlin could keep a locker room of Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell, and Big Ben together, he can keep a locker room of George Pickens doing whatever the fuck he's doing. So I don't think the Steelers are that bad. I think they're a bad offensive team, a good defensive team, but a team that knows how to win. And those teams can make the playoffs, and they normally get blown out in the playoffs. So just looking at it against the bad Packers team, they're going to win this game. Um, I feel confident in their spread, so that's where I'm going. Yeah, I mean, the Steelers are five and three here, and the Packers are three and five. So, uh, on paper, it looks like it should just be Steelers all day long here. Um, yeah, dude, if it was in Lambo, I might have I might have a different tune here. But uh, well, I don't love the pushes, but uh, you know, definitely since the Steelers are at home, I, I'll take the. Um, Take the Steelers on the money line, and uh, you know if you want a little more juice, I'm gonna drop a half point and take uh, you know minus two and a half. Uh, and this is strictly just because the Steelers are at home. If this was in Lambeau, I wouldn't have as much confidence. But yeah, Steelers money line uh, honestly should be pretty free <laughs> to say the least. But um, Packers, Packers dog of the week, baby. Well, uh, yeah, I mean. Dude, I, I, again, I don't hate the Packers. It's just like the Steelers at home under Mike Tomlin. They just like – they know how to play football, man. Kind of moving on here, we jump back into disgusting, um, you know, back into the landfill here. Uh, Falcons taking on the Cardinals. Falcons starting Taylor Heineke. And Kyler's debut, I guess that's something to look out for. Uh, he's been – you know, I Kyler Murray – is the James Harden of the NFL, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, this guy's a drama king, uh, drama queen. Um, always seemed to be just like bitching and complaining, too worried about playing Call of Duty instead of helping the team win, was always concerned about the contract, which I understand is a huge part of it, obviously. But, you know, again, they're playing the Cupcake Falcons. I don't, I don't, I don't, I, I, I just kind of hand it over to you, Brian, because I, I got, I, I really have nothing on this game. I hate Jonathan Gannon. Um, and yeah, I probably won't even watch this game, but, uh, I know Kyler Murray's back and James Conner gets back. So I'll be up to date on that because he's on my fantasy team. But what do you got, Brian? Over to you, man. Yeah. I, I don't hate that comparison. Uh, except, yeah, for Kyler, it's Warzone, for James Harden, and it's strip clubs. Um, yep. But, yeah, like you said, I don't know how much I'm really going to want to watch this game. It's still going to be Taylor Heineke for the Falcons. Uh, Kyler Murray, of course, for the Cardinals. A little short king battle. But, yeah, it's a lot of ugly. Not a lot of nice looking. I guess I like the Cardinals minus one and a half at home. Um, I think oh, Kyler my. Murray is the best football player in this game. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm even questioning the own words I'm saying right now because B. John Robinson is probably a better football player than Kyler Murray. But Kyler Murray, I have faith in Kyler Murray. That's all I'll say. Cardinals minus one and a half. Yeah, I'm uh, – Brian, it, it, it sounded so painful for you to get that out of your mouth. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> 
Listen, though, I'm I'm with you, and I'm going to say it a little bit easier for you. Cardinals minus one and a half. I don't have any faith in the Falcons. Uh, I, they have a very talented, sort of talented roster. Um, Arthur Smith is just doing them such a disservice. He needs to get out of town. Uh, he's he's screwing the pooch in Atlanta. If 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 he uses B. John Robinson, you know, maybe more than half the snaps in a game. Uh, if he wants to throw the ball to Drake London, Kyle Pitts instead of Johnu Smith, like, yeah, I think I think that the Falcons will win this one, but I don't have any faith that Arthur Smith will do that. So I'm taking the Cardinals. Yeah, this is just uh, this is just a tough one to be a part of. So sounds like he's fully healthy and and probably won't have much restriction. Uh, they'll kind of let him go out there and do his thing. So. Yeah, I know I kind of just shat on him, um, but, you know, I'm going to roll with Kyler Murray over rushing yards. Is that that's a, crazy. Is that a <laughs> disgusting play? Um, I think that's pretty gross, but uh, I said I'm sticking to the player prop route. Uh, I don't trust any of the receivers in Arizona, um, so I will roll. I know he loves to scramble, um, and he's probably going to want to, you know, come out with a little juice. He hasn't been on the field in a while and uh, he's been taking a lot of heat in the media for whatever reason. So I'll roll with Kyler Murray over rushing yards and hopefully he can uh, pad the bank account. Cause I know his is already padded after uh, getting that fat contract. So maybe he can help me out this weekend. Um, but yeah, kind of moving on. That's a little bit of a disgusting game there. So, but yeah, Lions chargers, an okay game. Uh, what do you have here, Brian? Because uh, you know the Chargers. I'm just, I'm, I'm not sold on them yet. Yeah, you know, I wanted to be sold on the Lions, and they got absolutely destroyed by Baltimore. Um, a couple of weeks ago, had the bye last week, and then the Chargers are the Chargers. So this is a game I kind of want to stay away from. But on this show, we give picks for every game. We don't shy away from that. So, I will take the under 48.5. That's going to be my play. I think that's a little high. The Lions defense is good enough to where Justin Herbert's inconsistencies might show. And the Chargers defense looked much better last week, albeit against Zach Wilson. But, yeah, 48.5 seems way too high. That seems like a number that should have been if – if this game was three weeks ago. Now I feel like this should be more – around 42. I don't have a lot of faith in uh in Chargers coaching staff either as I just talked about the uh the bad coaching staff over there in in Atlanta, but I still like the the Chargers plus 3 at home this week. I mean, you mean you're going to address the Herbert three points, that defense who has Joey Bosa and Cleo Mack who are both doing very well this season. Plus three at home. Um, I'm going to take that as my bet here. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't. I don't hate that. I. I don't know if I can. If I can sell myself on taking. Would you take Brian the under? The under. Yep. Yeah, I don't know if I can sell myself on that, but I don't know if I can sell myself on the over. But you know, I think this is a game where you know Jared Goff back in in his old stadium out in SoFi. They're in a dome, so everyone will be you know fine. Uh, I'll just roll with the lines on the money line. I, I, I imagine they're in in the minus 100 range. But, yeah, I mean, I know uh, I know 
I know I know the Chargers have potential to be electric. They just, you know, sometimes can't always put it all together. So I'll just go with Lions money line. And uh, I know he said we'll roll through these, but uh, and we'll roll with that. But kind of just give the floor here to Brian. Um, biggest spread of the weekend: Giants plus seventeen and a half against the Cowboys. If we recall, Week One, mm-hmm. the Cow uh, the Giants not only got shut out, but they got blown out. Uh, 40 to nothing week one loss at home. Uh, the Giants travel to Jerry's world in Dallas, uh, you know, take on the Cowboys. Cowboys just came off that tough loss to the birds who are on a bye week this week. So you don't get my amped up, fired up Eagles rant. Sorry. It's going to have to wait a week, but, um, but yeah, Bry plus 17 and a half going down to Dallas I mean, dude, it seems like a lot of points, but what do you got, dude? It's not enough points. Um, yeah, I almost went to this game. My buddy Brock was trying to convince me to come down to visit him in Dallas and go to this game. That was a couple months ago. I'm very glad I did not pull the trigger um, because I would need about five Xanax to make my way into Jerry's World to watch this shit show. I had a reel a couple of weeks ago after Tommy DeVito got in the game and I said I never want to see him on my TV screen again. He was on my TV screen last week and he's going to be on my TV screen this week. He's projected 8.2 fantasy points on sleeper. He might throw for 8.2 yards in this game. The Cowboys defense is going to destroy him. They might kill him behind the Giants offensive line. I have no faith in my team. This is going to be a disaster. This is going to be a disgrace to football. Uh, Brian Dables should just have his offense take knees the whole game. Take the Giants team total under whatever it is. There you have it. Over to you, Jack. What do you got, man? All that coming from the Giants fan. I love it. Uh, I'm I'm also with you. Uh, I like the I like the Cowboys this week. How could you not? They're my survivor play of the week. If you still got them left, good for you. I'm using them in my one uh, my one survivor pool I got left. So that's my that's where I'm going with this one. Give me the spread. So you're taking it. Yeah, I mean, look, right? The Cowboys easily can win this game 20 by 20 points. Uh, you know, this could very well be – this could be worse than week one. Uh, it's gonna be worse. Tommy DeVito sucks. It, it should be worse. There, it's the, yeah. There are much, there are much, a much more injured team. The Giants are a much more injured team now. And on top of that, as you made a point earlier, Matt, they're coming off a loss to your Birds. Nobody else to, better to beat up on and get your anger out on than the New York Giants. Nobody better. I mean, divisional rival, which, I mean, the Giants don't really have any rivals right now because they're so bad that it's tough to, tough to get up for that rivalry. Um, but, yeah, I mean, 39 and a half points on the over-under. I think the Cowboys just get there by themselves now. Um, so, I mean, in the in the first game, the final score was 40 to nothing. Yeah, I I don't you know I don't maybe if the Cowboys beat the Eagles last week they they'd have you know maybe more of a letdown chance here but 
Uh, that spread is violently big. I don't know if I can jump on it. Um, I'll take the over 39 and a half. I think, you know, I think this could be like a 54 to three Cowboys win. I really do. <laughs> I really think the Cowboys could put up 50 points. Okay. The Giants. So then why, would, why wouldn't you take the 17 and a half point spread if you think it could be 40 nothing? <laughs> because I just don't like the 17 and a half. I just, <laughs> I just, I can't get myself to do it. Because so if the because so if the over hits and the Giants still cover, I'll be irritated and it'll hurt my record. But I'm confident that the over will hit. Yeah, I I, I think I think and I don't the, I think for the over to the hit, I think the the Cowboys need to come out and score forty points. Yeah, they do. Look, you're not wrong, but I'm staying away from the seventeen and a half. It's a violent violent spread. It's a violent spread, and I'm sticking to it. Just give me the over. Don't question why. And oh, I'm just playing games, brother. <laughs> and, and that's and that's the uh, and that's the way that's the way I'm gonna roll with it. Look, uh, moving on. Commanders and the Seahawks. Dog shit out in Seattle. I'll just kind of take it away here. Um, yeah, that 44 and a half number seems weird. I'm not gonna touch that. But what I will roll with is DK Metcalf over receiving yards. And, um, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to buy any points, but give me DK over receiving yards and give me – that's what I'm going to take, DK Metcalf over receiving yards. Brian, what do you got? Uh, I'm going to take the Seahawks on the spread here. You know, the Commanders, they've been a nice story lately, won a couple games back in the kind of playoff hunt. But, yeah, Seattle's a better team. They just got thumped by Baltimore back home now. They're going to need a win, and I think they win this one by a couple scores. I'm on the over for this one. 44 and a half, I think it's a little low. I think Howell has the ability to ball. And, uh, you know, even though it's going to be across the country, out in Seattle, tough place to play, I still think that he's going to throw for a couple touchdowns. I think that Geno is not going to let him beat be, I don't think Gino's going to lose this game at home. So I think we're going to get an over game. 44 and a half is, you know, pretty low in my opinion for this. I thought it would have been closer, probably 46 or 48. So, yeah, give me the over. But, uh, yeah, rolling on here, the Jets against the Raiders. Disgusting, to say the least. Um, 36 and a half is the over-under. I mean, I think it's pretty safe to take the under. I mean, this could be like – the 16 to 13 game, 16 to 10 final score, but I'm going to keep it simple. I don't like any player props here. Um, now, you know what I like? Give me Jacoby Myers under receiving yards and give me under 36 and a half. That's what I'm going with here. I don't think that quarterback for the Raiders is, is going to get the ball anywhere, you know, down the field uh, against the pretty competent Jets defense. Obviously, the Jets' offense has their own issues, but give me my Jacoby Myers under receiving yards, and give me that under thirty-six and a half. I did not see a lot of points scored here. Uh, over to you, Jack. Where where are you where are you leaning here? Yeah, I'm I'm on the Raiders for this one. I'm buying the hype. Uh, I'm buying the momentum after you know the firing McDaniel's. They came out last week swinging. They looked like a completely different team. Everybody was playing up to their potential. 
Uh, they still didn't get Devontae Adams the ball that much, but they didn't really need to with the way Aiden O'Connell was playing with uh, uh, Jacoby Myers and Josh Jacobs looked electric for the first time all season. So love to see that out of the Raiders. I'm buying their hype. Uh, the, the Jets seem like a pretty defeated team with Zach Wilson just not being able to be consistent and get the job done, uh, really spoiling a, a really good defense. So, yeah, that's simple as that. I'm, I'm buying it on the hype. I'm buying it on the momentum. Give me the Raiders at home uh, on the money line. Should be some plus money value there because I'm pretty sure the Jets are minus one right now. So a yeah. little plus money play right there for you. But, uh, Brian, where, where are you leaning here, man? Yeah, to be honest with you, I don't give a flying Frito about this game. Um, I'll stay on brand and take Daniel Carlson over 1.5 field goals. Jack. War Eagle. All right. Yep, that's all I got. I really wish we got a War Eagle in every single game, but I don't know. I mean, I know there's a there's lot not of – There's not enough. <laughs> I know there's, there's a, lot enough. Of, a lot of Auburn in the NFL, but that would have been awesome if we could have got that on, on every single game. But – before we close it out, we do hit one more game here. Um, Broncos visiting the Bills. Spreads plus seven or minus seven, minus seven for the Bills, plus seven Broncos. I'm going to, you know, take a half point down because I hate pushes. Give me the Bills minus six and a half. Um, you know, like I said, I hate the put. I hate the push. You know, I want to go for the win or, or take the L. I, you know, I don't need my money back. Um, either give me give, give me my profit or or I'll roll on to the next. But give me the Bills minus six and a half. Um, you know, big bounce spot bounce back spot for them at home, right? I mean, you know, a lot of people were were on their money line at plus money last week against the Bengals. They kind of floundered out. Um, and, and like I said, the Bills in a big bounce back spot. And I guess the Broncos have looked better than last year. Is that fair to say? But they're still the Broncos. Um, and I like the Bills at home. I know it's uh, the Monday night game, but still a team out west kind of traveling across country. I know it's at night, so, you know, it's not that one o'clock juice, but and, and just come out ready to play. But uh, that's that's kind of what I'm going to, you know, take as my final pick. Um, yeah, let's go Stefan Diggs over receiving yards. It's been hot all year. Not going to stray away from it. Had to throw it in there. It's the player prop slate for me. Got to stick it in there. Uh, Bry, what do you got for the final game of the slate? Yeah, I'm going to go back to the well. Uh, last week I took first drive punt, and we got a three and out to start off the game. So going back and hoping for a three and out. First drive punt. Yeah. I could get a little dicey if the Bills, uh, <laughs> if the Bills uh, win the coin toss. But, yeah, I mean, I guess that's like uh, – Watch the Broncos win the coin toss and defer. Probably. That's I mean it's a risk I'm willing to take. You know, I don't I don't hate it, Brian. The the Bills actually haven't been too good early in games this season. Uh and uh, you know, that's actually how I feel about this game. I think it's going to be a lot like the Giants game, which is going to piss uh piss some Bills fans off, but I think this is just going to be a gritty, low-scoring game. I'm on the under. That's going to be my play for this one. Um and, you know, at, at plus seven, a little too much for me. So, yeah, we're just going to ride the under on this one. Uh, that'll that'll just be my play. Yeah, so that kind of wraps it up for the slate this week, NFL Week 10. You just got all our raw reaction picks 
Uh, and we're looking to go red hot this weekend. Again, have yet to see anybody come at me with another site, another source, anything you want to say, where they're handing out free picks and hitting at a high percentage. Because that's what we're doing over here. So, uh, you know, at least for me, make sure y'all are following on all the socials. We're doing questions of the day. We're doing trivia. Uh, we might have some giveaways lined up uh, down the road here. I know the merch line is in the works. Something to look out for in the coming months. But, yeah, as we keep rolling here, we get, you know, we're, we're just trying to get a little bit better every day and, uh, you know, try and help you guys win some money and, and give some, some, some nice in-depth uncensored sports conversation that's all i got for the nfl pod i'll let y'all uh give a couple uh you know closing remarks but other than that it's been a pleasure follow us like subscribe tell me i suck i'll catch you on the next one figure it out adam silver Duval.